This week's episode of the Getting to Know podcast is brought to you by the Madiv Swag. Did you know we ship Madiv branded gear everywhere in the world? Visit madiv.mybrightsites.com to shop for gear. That is madiv.mybrightsites.com for Madiv gear. Hey, everybody. It's Mike Rickon. Thanks for joining us for another edition of Madiv's Getting to Know podcast. Today, I'm joined by our head of communications. I'm not entirely certain he shouldn't be interviewing me, but we've got him on the other side of the microphone today. Mr. Brendan Strike joins us. Brendan, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule today to join us. Thanks, Mike. Now, I'm uh, happy for once being on the other side of a microphone. It's usually not my thing, but I'll muscle through. So tell us a little bit about what this thing is as the head of corporate communications here at Madif. Yeah. So one of the things that we always talk about as part of the communications team is that our job is to make Madif matter. Now, we're over a year old, but since we've been kind of a part of Madif and, and building the brand and building the function, we want to make sure that we're trying to put the meat on the bones of this brand new organization and really find ways to tell compelling stories, to provide information, to really connect with audiences on things that matter most to the company, to the business, to the people that work with the business and to stakeholders outside of the company. So, you know, whether that's writing internal communications plans or emails or blog posts about our products or social media posts about our people, or really kind of also like promoting and protecting the brand. So like how we deal with things when, you know, we're getting a little bit of negative attention or, or when we have to deal with an issue. So all that kind of comes into how we as a communications team prioritize our work and how we make Matt of Matter. How much has the discipline of corporate communications changed in the last couple of decades. I got to believe this is no longer just sitting down and creating copy and yeah. not a fax or, or an email, right? Man, facts. We are definitely dating ourselves here. So I came from more of an external side of the house in communications and grew up in PR firms or companies that, that worked on kind of external media relations and getting our name out there and publicity. And so you know, things have evolved so much with the advent of digital communications, more targeting of audiences, social media, obviously. And what it's really taught us is that it's all about the audience. It's not necessarily what we want to say, but it's what we want our audiences to think, feel and do about us. And we think of everything really from an audience first lens. And so that makes communications really even more powerful. I think the way it's evolved the most over the past couple of decades is communications has gotten a stronger seat at the table. I think people really understand, especially executives and teams, and including here at Madiv, that there is a strategy behind communications. We're not just the thing that you have to do at the end of a project to get the word out. And so thinking audience first is really kind of the way that I think communications has gained the seat of the table. And that's really what's evolved the discipline over the past couple of decades. So if you're thinking audience first and trying to create the most relevant, timely communication type of approach. What does that require from an internal customer standpoint? Like walk me through your ideal internal customer to get the outcome that you're you're describing. Yeah, you know Mike, I think it's a great question because you know what we sometimes struggle with is is getting broadened towards the beginning versus getting broadened towards the end. And 
You know, it's a mindset shift for people. So from our internal customers, whether again, that's thinking about a really cool story about a product that's coming out of our Tasa brand or our Nita paper brand, or trying to inform somebody about, hey, we're in the middle of year end now and we're preparing for a performance reviews. So we've got to think through how do we inform and engage our employees around that whole process. Getting us involved at the beginning or towards the beginning really helps us kind of internalize what's really happening. And then again, ask the really strong strategic questions in order to say, okay, we've got this array of opportunities of how to tell the story at our disposal. Let us help you determine what makes the most sense. When you guys get brought in at the last minute or, or later than you would like, do you feel an impact on the end product? It's a scramble and sometimes it just doesn't come to the fruition way, maybe the way it could or should. You know, I think all of the people who kind of go into communications, we're listeners and we're learners. And so we are able to kind of react as things react. So a lot of the misconception is like, oh, well, I want something fully baked before I bring communications in, because that way I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm like, actually, no, that's that's definitely way too late, because we can ask you some of the questions that might pivot a way that you think about even what you're doing and how you're going to communicate it. You know, it's kind of like that old adage, if the tree falls in the forest and nobody can hear it, did it actually fall? Well, the answer is yes. But the real question is like, does anybody care? Or does anybody know what to do with that? Or what happened next? And that's where we come in. Is there anything even remotely close to what you would describe as a typical day in what you do? You know, I was going to say like, we, um, no, the flat answer is no, but I, that's probably part and parcel for, for a lot of folks around here. I think for me is we're kind of leading the charge and leading the team to make Madiv matter. The day kind of consists of things like reviewing blog posts or external stories on some cool things that, that we're doing in our business units or kind of how we're making, you know, as we say, material impact on the world. That's kind of like our storytelling platform for, especially for external then we're, you know, we're talking to our internal communications team or our HR team about things that our internal employees need to know. But then it's also managing issues. I think issues management, especially in communications, is something that is way more of a constant now than it used to be, or at least it's as, you know, preparing for things. So, you know, we say that it's always really fun and it's the great part of the communications job is to promote the brand. But we also have to protect its reputation. So it's usually half and half. So I'd say typical day is spending half of my time promoting and half of my time thinking of protecting. What's a great day look and feel like? I love good ideas. I love it when we come up with some cool ideas. So like we just did these kind of fast facts or like a series on fun facts about Madiv that you may or may not have known. And we've gotten good resonance internally and externally because of that, because it really satisfied a need in a creative way. A lot of people ask, who is Madiv? What do you do? And it's a hard one to talk about, right? We're not an easy company to explain. But when you get tangible on it, and when you can say that 45% of our car filters have Madiv in them, likely, or you've got, again, kind of those pieces from Atasso, or that we're the air bladder in a Wilson football because of our protective solutions business. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. You get to kind of make sense of this thing that we're building together. And when you get that feedback, because it was a good idea, it was a fun idea, it was a creative idea, and it landed, man, that's the best day that you can have. That's what gets me going. So you joined, uh, I guess officially you joined Madiv right after the merger 
You were well involved with Matted before because we hired you directly out of the communications partner with, with whom we worked and the naming and the branding and all that work that you were involved in. So your timing was such that would imply that you are a glutton for punishment, right? As we, <laughs> as we come together, this is a communications challenge. Talk, yeah. talk about that. Yeah, great challenge, but amazing opportunity. You know, I'm talking to in talking to peers who either run communications departments at other companies here in Atlanta and elsewhere, or you know, former friends at agencies or just in the business. You don't get an opportunity to do what we're doing here often in in your career, if ever. So we're creating a brand new company. We're building what a brand looks like. We're creating our values. We're building our identity. Like we've got nothing but opportunity to go. Now, we definitely throw some challenges in the mix and sometimes two steps forward, maybe one step back. But we know this isn't a year project. This isn't a two-year project. This is a five-year project. This is a 10-year project. And we're in it to win it, if you will. You talk about the three years, five years, 10 years. So I totally recognize it's a journey. There's no end point, I assume, right? Through the lens of continuous improvement. But when we get to something remotely close to a point of arrival, what will it look and feel like for you guys? A couple of things. I think we'll have an understanding of where our people can really kind of put the fine point on it. It, it is what we do and who we are, what our values are, what we make, how we make it and why it matters. I think it will be kind of us looking at and how we have even deeper connections with our customers, our partners, and really our communities too, in which we operate so that they feel and understand that Mativ is a presence that means something to them. You know, we always say that our core audiences as, as Mativ are employees, investors, suppliers, and communities, not necessarily our customers, because those are our brands with how we go to market. But everybody needs to understand what the value of Mativ is. And so maybe at the end of the day, I'd say when there is a good understanding of the promise of what it is that we do and the value that we can provide, no matter who you are, that's when we know we've, we've really crossed a tipping point, I think. So if I reach through the screen and, and hand you a magic wand or a magic stick, as they call it in some, some parts of, of the world, and allowed you to eliminate the greatest hurdle that exists between where you are today and where you want to be, how would you use that magic stick? Part of it is actually this conversation. It's people understanding what it is that we do. I think that would be the magic wand and really the value of communications. Again, I think it is a discipline that people are understanding more and more the value of it is what we do. When we've been able to impress upon, or even in past career, you know, in, in past instances of my career, I've seen the light bulb of executives or team members when they like they've got it right and they understand what it is that you do and the value you provide. And so if I could eliminate anything, it's probably the misconception potentially of what it is that communications does, which leads to people maybe not bringing us in on time or or other things, because then we continue to grow and we continue to succeed. Got it. So, Brendan, switching gears a little bit, talk to us a little bit about your personal life. Where'd you grow up? How'd you get here? What's the family situation and so forth? So I think anybody here who knows me knows that where I grew up, it's probably not a surprise to most people who, who see me or know me, but I'm outside of Philadelphia born and bred. So I'm a tried and true 
Philly guy, which leads me to be a sports fanatic, oftentimes for all things Philadelphia. I say oftentimes to the detriment of people here in Atlanta. But outside of that, I mean, I've got a I've got a great family. I have a wife and two daughters. I am a girl dad through and through. Oldest is 13 and our youngest is seven. So we're kind of all in different worlds, but we have a great time running around, taking into all the things that they're into and just kind of seeing them grow up. So it's been great. Before we dig further into the girl dad status, uh, question for a Philly guy, Pats or Geno's? Gyms or someplace else. Really? Oh, yeah. No, Pats or Geno's is kind of like the uh, the tourist answer. I'm trying to think of an example here, but for those who know, don't go. So you got to go gyms or we had the thing called the Peppermill out where I lived. I mean, anywhere really in Philadelphia outside of those two places you go to get a good cheesesteak. So I've been to both, but I can't remember which. I liked them both. Yeah. But it'll just tell you I don't have a very discerning palate. The real question is whiz or whiz with. Yes. And that is cheese whiz or provolone, right? It's cheese whiz with onions or cheese whiz without onions. Okay. And so you always go whiz with. Got it. And so you're always going cheese whiz, not going provolone. Yeah, it, it went offered. Yeah, whiz wit. That's what they call it. That's what they use, that's what they say up in Philly. Whiz wit. Fair enough. So what do you and your house full of women do for fun when you're not communicating stuff? <laughs> um, let's see. We we like to travel. We like to be fun and silly like all kids do. But you know, I think. Personally, we like just going on drives together. We like traveling together. Oftentimes, it's associated with dance competitions or soccer games or visiting family across the country. Are these like family dance competitions? Are you involved in these? Or No, not family dance, thank goodness, because no one would want to see that. Uh, my daughters do Irish step dancing, which is kind of a niche sport here in Atlanta, in, uh, in the South or in the United States. And I will say it's a sport because it is extremely athletic. My daughters are pretty talented and they like to go and uh, compete. So we go all over the place. We've been to Montreal, Vancouver, Nashville, Dallas. So it's a journey. It's always good to be able to watch your kids do their thing. And to your point, I mean, they're like really good. They're like world ranked or nationally ranked or both, right? Yes, my oldest was, she did win, her team won third in the world. So that was pretty cool, pretty proud dad moment if I've ever had one. So, you know, success came early. And so now it's kind of trying to figure out how to live up to it. And, and But also, what does she want to do next? She's She's excited to do other things and be a high schooler and do all those other things too. So... But yeah, no, this was this is this is legit competition right here we're talking about. It's cool. Brendan, I am contractually obligated to ask you <laughs> these final three questions here on the Getting to Know podcast. First is if you were to pull up your music app right now, what would be the last song that you listened to? So the last song I listened to, I was thinking about it, is um I went running over the weekend. It's a song called A Good Song Never Dies by Saint Motel. It's a good song to run to. But if you ask me to pull up what is right now on my Apple Music, it is 1989, Taylor Swift. It came out over the weekend. Girls were listening to it. So, you know, you that's the era that we're in, man. Yeah. Uh, Brendan, what would you put on a billboard if you were given free ad space to kind of get your message out there? I'd say listen would be would be simple. I think just the word listen. I think we all can use to step back and listen a little bit to each other. Now, I will say... I would have to put somewhere on that billboard, go birds. That's uh, what you say in Philadelphia. Hello and goodbye. It's 
go birds. So go Eagles. I have a feeling listen and go birds might, uh, might not go well together. You might turn off a big portion of your intended audience, but small print. Small yeah, print. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Last question for you, Brendan. What is one thing that you would say you cannot possibly live without? This is a weird one. It's iced tea. And I am, I've never had coffee in my life, but I need my caffeine fix just as much as anybody. So I am addicted to unsweet iced tea. Everyone sees me walking around with a big old mug of something in the morning or usually during the day. That's what it is. And so iced tea is really what I can't live without. If I'm not mistaken, you brew your own, do you not? I do. I've gotten I've gotten pretty deep at down a rabbit hole of of how I like my things. <laughs> That's what happens with age, right? You realize, well, you know what? I'm not going to pay for this, and I really like it this way. So we are an iced tea brewing factory over at my house. Fair enough. Well, Brendan, thanks for taking time out of your schedule today. Uh, appreciate all you're doing on the journey to continue to to tell the Matt of story. Yeah, it's exciting. We've got so many things and, and things like this podcast are really important pieces of it. So thanks for having me on. Can't wait to hear it. Thanks for your time. And for those of you in the listening audience, thanks for your time as well. And we'll talk to you again here in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm.